Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Spidey Do Experience. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Well, not better than ever, not yet anyway. Uh, definitely, uh, thanks for listening, thanks for uh, participating and watching if you're watching with us live. We're streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And so, this episode, we're going to be covering the latest issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Surprise! It's this one. That's right, issue 63, if you're following the regular volume numbering, or if you're like me and prefer legacy numbering, it's 864. So this issue, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about J.R. Jr.'s Return to Marvel. We're also going to be talking about my health, because that became a subject of... Uh, of, uh, uh, it was a scary time last week. Uh, we'll talk about that probably at the end of the episode. But it was uh, definitely a different experience. This episode could be kind of different uh, with that. But like I say, if you want to follow us on our various social medias, you can go to at Dude Radio on Twitter, at Dude Network on Facebook and Instagram as well. You can always decide if you if you like the show, you leave us a five star review on your favorite podcasting app. Give us five stars or give us five stars. We'll read your comments, your your, your critiques on the show uh, on a future episode. If you want to leave us a voicemail? Leave us a voicemail on 818-925-6631. It's 818-925-6631. We will play your voicemails on the show live here on the Spidey Dude Experience. Of course, none of this is possible without a big thanks to our Patreon subscribers, Vinkman and Scott. Thank you guys for your contributions to the site and to help continue to make this podcast as well as all of our other podcasts possible. Thank you. We couldn't, simply couldn't do it without your help and support. So thanks again. That's patreon.com slash network. Patreon.com slash network. So, without further ado, minor programming notes. We're going to be recording another episode of Make My Mayday on Friday. Tomorrow, Thursday, uh, when this is being released live, we're going to be doing another episode of ASM Classics being released. So, tomorrow, ASM Classics. Friday, could be Make My Mayday. And then next Tuesday, will be also a Make My Mayday episode. So, minor programming note. Speaking of people a part of the Brady of the spider dude radio network retired president dick cheney yes it is me dick cheney with a steel chair and a drone <laughs> by the way minor disclaimer i always make try to make this at the beginning of each episode if we are making references to visual aids we do apologize to our audio listeners as you should watch our live streams they're all up on our youtube page uh, just search spider dude in the in the box and you will definitely find us. We're at 80 subscribers on YouTube, so we're trying to get to 100. That's kind of a magic golden number. So speaking of a guy that is, and you can also watch the Broken Rider Variety Hour Saturday on Twitch, and they're also go, they're also up on YouTube as well. But speaking of a guy that's been doing a pretty good job on a YouTube channel, P-Thug Paul. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you figure I'd have it out, figured out by now, but I, I have not. Um, no, thank you. And uh, that's normally my shtick. Yeah, no. And I had Neil on, and we talked about Silk. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. And then I harassed you in the in the comments. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, and you know, everyone keeps sending me the same Marvel TLDR video about Silk, and I, I'm tired of it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched it, and I, it's, I probably it's, won't it's watch not. It. It's not you, Paul, but everyone's been spamming it, and they're like, "Oh, Neil's one of ten, Silk's ten fans, so he'll See, like this." Yeah, she has more than ten fans. But no, thanks, to, thank you to everyone who's uh, contributed to the show uh, and watched and liked videos, and I really appreciate it. So. Zach has, has been awesome. Again, I, I wouldn't have even been able to get on uh, StreamYard and figure it out without this guy. He helped me out, and he's great. I love And I love doing the show. So this is great. Thank you, Zach. And uh, I'm ready to talk uh, some Spidey, you know? Yeah, Comic Binge YouTube channel, and then search on Twitter at Herman. Thank you. So just going to go through our comments right quick. We got hello. Hello, hello. Speaking of Vinkman, uh, glad you're feeling better, Zach. I still I, – we'll talk about that. <laughs> So there's some, yeah. there's some uh, well wishes. Uh, P-Thug also looks sharp with that jacket and those mutton chops. Looks uh, like a New York hitman. Uh, right. Ryan had to leave. Ryan's, hi, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. Love you, Ryan. I'm going to try to be... No, uh, he's married. Yeah, he's married. So he's, he's got he's to take him some kids. So You can uh, love someone and not want to marry <laughs> them. You realize this, right? Like, I love you guys. I don't want to marry you, especially not this character named Neil. I don't yeah. know. I'm very lovable. You are very lovable, but so he's Zach. Fuzzball. Yeah, he's a little fuzzball. Look, Sarah is. You know, she's a saint. I already know. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, for those that are watching, hello, hello, hello. As to quote Vinkman, we are definitely going to be talking about uh, <clears throat> Amazing Spider-Man and the fun things that are going on. But there was also some news that happened while we were gone. Um, and just to kind of give everybody kind of a reference, not saying we're not going to do episodes of Spidey experience when there's not issues. Uh, I just don't feel like, I, I feel like I'd rather do them when there's new issues coming out. We can yeah. be relevant, be current. Um, and there's so news, there's news, right? Right. So there's news that, ha that came out right before, uh, <laughs> right before I think it was like Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, it was it was yeah. Early I think on. it was probably like Saturday. Pulling up, yeah, it may have been Saturday. So, uh, there was a press release that was sent out. And I'm going to share my screen, and so everybody can see it. I have words about this. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm ready for it. All right, Jr. John Romita Jr. returns to Marvel. Legendary artist John Romita Jr. will rejoin Marvel Comics starting this July. He's making his return to that quote. He's making a return to the house of ideas starting this July. Ramita will enter the Marvel universe once again and to draw some of Marvel's most iconic characters and titles. So after beginning his career in Marvel decades ago, Ramita's art style has continued to be one of the most recognizable and respected in the comics industry. And during his time at Marvel, he held distinctive runs on titles, including amazing Spider-Man, any X-Men, Iron Man, Daredevil, and many more. Ramita will now bring his in indelible talent to some of Marvel's most iconic uh, series starting later this year. Uh, then he has a pull quote. I have been very fortunate more than a few times in my life. I, now I can add this latest event to that list. I have returned to Marvel, the company that I started my career in, and I couldn't be more thrilled, says Ramita, with a typo. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I am literally at this very moment working on my next big Marvel project, and it's a blast. I'm just with, as with five exclamation points. Wow. That's yeah. how you know it's serious. Exactly. I am just as excited as I was when I first started, and I will do my best to let the work show that again. Hope fans will see that too. 
So stay tuned for more information on Romita Jr.'s next Marvel work coming later this July. So I'm assuming that there's going to be some solicitations in a couple of weeks that will ha- definitely have JRJR back. All right. I'm going to go to Paul first. I'll give my take, and then I'll let Neil. <laughs> so, Paul. I don't know if I want Neil to go last because I, I feel like there's going to be some. Real, well, that means I get the last word, and I've got a lot of words. I don't. So. I, yeah, but you're gonna be. Maybe they're I'll probably gonna be I'll wrong words. I'll have the last word. So. Thank you, Zach. Uh, I, I trust Zach because I think Zach is a little bit more. Yeah, that's what's not. What's the word? He's a little more in the middle. I would. I would think about this. I, I think for me, I, John Romita Jr. for many years was one of my favorite artists in working in in comic books. Period. Uh, I love the Kick-Ass series, at least the original comic books. I obviously loved all most of his Spider-Man work that he's done, and he. I I know a lot of people will will knock his uh, blocky style from the '90s. I really liked it, to be quite honest. Um, (laughs) But so here's so here's the thing. I like many people wasn't too enthralled with a lot of his DC work with one major exception. I haven't looked through everything. I, I haven't done, I haven't read his, his Jeff Johns uh, Superman run, which I, I did have, or no Scott Snyder. It's either Scott Snyder or Johns. I forgot which one it was. Um, but there's one DC book that I got from, from his tenure there that I was very impressed with. Now all-star Batman or whatever that road trip story was that Scott Snyder did. I was not very good. The story and the art just wasn't my thing. But the Dark Knight Returns world universe, um, the prologue, just the Dark Knight with the Joker in, the, in a straitjacket, if you find that one shot, or if you go and buy it digitally or whatever, that is to me some of his best artwork in the last five, six years. I love, love that, that the art in that story. The story is good too. I, I know it's Azarello and not Azarello is not exactly uh, on everyone's uh, love list, which I think I understand. Um, but him and Frank crafted a pretty good story. But to be honest, Frank Miller's art, or excuse me, uh, John Romita Jr.'s art was so good. And I thought it was great. And I don't doubt the talent that he has. Now, I don't think he's always been consistent lately, but I think he's still a great artist. I think he's one of the best still working out there. I think he has a, I mean, look at his, his past. He, he's got tons of talent and um, I, I loved his work since Daredevil. You know, when I was, when I really kind of first discovered his artwork was, you know, working or, you know, looking at those pictures from, from there. And then, then from there I got into Spider-Man and, and so forth. So yeah, I love John Romita Jr. I think he's a phenomenal talent. Um, like I said, his DC work wasn't always the best. I haven't seen all his DC work, but he has done some good DC work too. So I know he's got good stuff in him. I think I would not be shocked if he has a return to form back with Marvel. I really would. And I welcome it. I, I want him back on Spider-Man. So I would love to see him on there at some point. So get him back on there with, with Nick Spencer. That to me seems like a, a great pairing. Him and Mary Jane, drawing Mary Jane again. Like I love his Mary Jane. I love his redheads. They're, he draws them. I love the way he draws them. They're, they're great. So anyway, I, I'm super excited about it. I'm sure Neil will probably puke all over himself because he doesn't like blocky characters or something. I don't know. But uh, I, yeah. I resent that statement. Shut up, Paul. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All right. I'm get done. Out, get out, Jen. <laughs> I don't know what generation you were born in. I don't either. What, what year were you born? 82. All right. So I think that's Gen Y. I don't know. We, dude, we have a debate in our freaking group chat, and I don't <laughs> even, 
It hurts. I forgot about that. I know. I'm so confused. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, okay. All right. So, retired Vice President Dick Cheney. Okay. So, I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this. But, okay. can Real quick, can you pull up the uh, press release? Uh, I, I bring this up for a very specific reason. Um, if you remember back when they did um, Bendis is coming, when he was going over to DC, like they did a, made a huge deal about it. Real quick, Zach, can you scroll down to where it says Ramita Jr.'s back? Oh, I think he's... Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, can you scroll down to where it says Ramita Jr. is back? Like, on, on the graphic. Yeah, okay, so whenever I see these, I always see them as, like, threats rather than, like, celebrations. Like, Ramita Jr. is back! Bendis is coming! You have to live with it! You have to live with your choices! And, um, for me, it... it I, I know I sound like a little, like a whiny little turd, but I I can't remember a single JRJR piece I've liked since his uh, World War Hulk. And I know that's that's very subjective taste. The closest I've been to liking like a pre World War Hulk of his was actually the one that Paul dislikes the most, which was Snyder's uh, All Star Batman. Um, and that was because I think he had a better uh, inker on there because I think he's been doing he's been working with Klaus Janssen. This, this entire time, my inherent problem with JRJR. When you look at the lost years, and you look at uh, what him and Klaus Jansen did, Jansen enhanced the artwork with his inks. However. Jansen's lately have been very, very loose and not nearly as tight. And very thick, which makes it really hard to tell what's going on. But I also think, too, and somebody brought this up on Twitter when we were talking about it, digital coloring does not suit Ramita Jr.'s style. I just don't feel like it does. I agree disagree on that. It just, like, okay, you look at Look at his okay. So I'm going to bring up Vinkman because he, he had a good comment. JRJ made a change during the Mackie Byrne reboot. The stories were cack. <laughs> I definitely liked JRJR's art better than Burns, and with the JMS run, I was a fan. See, I loved the Mackie Bur- the Mackie Ramita stuff in the late '90s, from the time he got on on, on Clone Saga, all the way through. And I I need to yeah. go. Back gonna go back and i'm gonna look at who was the anchor but i think it was I think it's klaus was it klaus i'm I don't for, did, are you sure oh, well hold on hold on hold on because because his the best or some of his stuff that i like recently was his work on tom king's batman also zach you're muted i am not no you're not anymore but you were trying to say something and you you were making any noise oh, oh well um but he recently did work with Mark Morales on Tom King's Batman. I think it was numbers 80 and 81. And that was much tighter ink work. And as someone who puts a lot of effort into analyzing art, Klaus Jansen is definitely is definitely slipping in terms of being able to enhance Ramita Jr.'s uh, work. I, and I, look, and I don't get me twisted, folks. I love... I, I'm in the camp, so I'll give my thoughts. Uh briefly and then we can kind of go back and forth the end. 
I'm excited for this with the caveat. I, I need to see who's going to be doing things. I also, you know, people were throwing up like a couple of different um, brand new day era Spider-Man arena stuff. And I'm like, sorry, Paul. Uh, oh. <clears throat> that ASM 600 issue, we know for a fact, this is not opinion, that they were literally writing pages a week out before it had to go to print. So, like, that's what I call the hurried style of Romina. I don't think it was nearly as tight. They're trying to get everything done. Zach's panicking. He doesn't know what he's doing. Dog is like, it's okay. If, if you want, if you need to take your dog out, I can. I have actually a really interesting thing about what I just realized. I had no idea. This kind of blew my mind. So I read or I went through and looked at the first uh, Ben Riley issue that uh, of Spider-Man that he did, and uh, you know, post him taking over Spider-Man. And do you know who inks him? It looks like who? Al Williamson, Al Meager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Dick Gir- uh, Giordano, like uh, I can't. Sorry, I can always mispronounce people's names. Uh, all those legends are all inked the, the title, basically ink that comic. It's what it says. It says Mackie, and then Giordano Jr., and then it says and Al Williamson, Dick Giordano, and uh, <laughs> um, the other guy. I forgot, I forgot his name. Uh, but anyway, all legends. So I was like, oh, okay. So I, I always thought that, you know, that was a pretty solid looking book anyway. The writing was kind of suspect, but uh, yeah, that's why for the first issue anyway. I'll look for the other ones too, but I thought that was pretty funny. I'm pretty sure Klaus, uh, well, was it who was it Klaus who did, it was Klaus who did um, Buscema's art or art in the uh, Clone Saga era or the, or the Ben Riley era too, right? Yeah, I, also, I also didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that he did. I think he was the one who who did uh, Miller's inks on Daredevil, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he so followed him everywhere. Pamiati did. Uh, sometimes Sal did his own inks. Like it was very, very inconsistent who did the inking. Right. Spectacular after Sinkevich left. Uh, it was definitely an upgrade with Sal uh, on his pencils, but. Uh, it definitely um, was not as consistent as it once was. I assume it was just be, they were it was like who's in the office today, who can get this done within yeah. a certain time, and it just tended to be whoever was there. Well, I'm and I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the art. Yeah, so Al, uh, it's Al, uh, Al Williamson and Dick uh, Giadar, Giadarno, Um They are the ones who are inking the Spider-Man series. So, and I'll be honest. Like I, I'm with Neil on this. I think he's onto something. That the fact that it's it's thinner lines, I think, really, in my opinion, help John Romita Jr. And that's what I'm kind of looking at right now. And and maybe the, I'm not sure who he had inking on all those series. And now I should actually look back and see who inked him on the Dark Knight comic. I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be Klaus since it's by Frank Miller and it's John Romita Jr. So I'd imagine that's who probably did it. I'll look it up right now. But either way. Um, like Jarmier Jr. is is a great a talent. I, I I don't I don't think it's, there's there's any doubt to say that in my opinion. But it remains to be seen if he'll if he'll you know if he'll you know he'll put out something that's great. I, I will say his his Avengers run that he did with uh, Bendis wasn't very good. I'll I'll say that. No, that that was that was Jansen, and that was that was the, unfortunately his last stuff 
with with Bendis and stuff was not good. I I, I dropped it was not good. I agree. I dropped Avengers, and that was back when I was like reading everything. It's but it's I, amazing because like he, you had Stuart Immen and Wade von Graw Badger on on New Avengers, and that book is way easier to follow. Yeah, that that well, I I think that story. Yeah, and it's funny because I wish you could switch it around, right? Because I feel that that run, like Bendis's run in New Avengers, was like kind of eh. But I, I like the stories in the Avengers comic, but not the art or the kind of the, the, the collaboration between the two people wasn't great. Yeah. But you're right, Inman was so it was a solid artist, and the art was great. The book. The brother voodoo I, stuff, especially. Was I cool. hesitate. I, I don't want to sound like I'm just telling Ramita Junior. Like you, you've get get out. Let new talent come in. But like, and but Ramita Junior. Ramita <laughs> Junior has been celebrated. He's done his bit for for Queen and Country. Uh, to quote Star Trek: Six, the Undiscovered Country. Oh, okay. I was like, um, <laughs> no, it was a movie. Um, I know. I'm. <laughs> I hate you, Neil. But, this kid, I, I, I know. I do. I love um, <laughs> But um, I think Ramita Jr.'s, I don't want to say out of his prime. He's he's definitely, I, but I think he's definitely past his peak. I know that sounds mean. It, 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 um, I don't want to sound like I'm belittling him because he's, he's, I, I, I want to see, I really want to see what, it looks like because again, I have not followed his DC stuff hardly at all. Um, because again, I don't read DC. Anymore. I like I, I just I I can't. Paraphrase. Not that I don't want to, and it's not like because I've been going through my comics and bagging and boarding a lot of them, and, and uh, you know, trying to clean my office and get my office kind of straightened up and organized. Because I had it straightened up and organized, and then I started moving things around and that was always a bad idea uh so um i'll say this i think that it's a good thing that he's back at marvel because i feel like his style is better suited for marvel comics overall than dc comics and so that's where like i'm glad he got to go scratch those itches you know because like for i kind of wished for those dc fans it would have happened, you know, 10 years sooner because I think, um, cause you look at his kick ass, his kick ass is great. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think, I think it's, I think it's a myriad of things. I think he's gotta be in simpatico with the writer. And I think that the writer needs to, to write stories that embellish his strengths and not his weaknesses. Real, real quick, Paul, what was that one book he did for the new age of heroes for DC silencer? Yeah, with I liked uh, him on- Dan Abnett. I know I wanted to pick that up too. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really good, and that and I and I mentioned to my friend like that's like an exception to my to my JRJR at DC experience where it felt like genuinely great JRJR work. But then so, you look at like his when you look at like his action comics in the Superman Year One or was it was it Year One? No, he uh, yeah Year One yeah he did Year One with Frank. Yeah, Miller. yeah, and like Silencer represents like a. An, like an odd aberration in terms of like a very poor turnout of work at DC. So there's a couple things. I, I and Neil, forgive me. I, I missed you. You said it earlier in your, in your little um, your first intro about this whole thing. Did you say you didn't like World War Hulk art? 
No, I like World War Hulk. That Perfect. was like the, that was the last JRJR work that I okay. thought was like exceptional. So you brought up a great point, Zach. That the writer needs to know how to write write for John Romita Jr. And I felt Greg Pak did a phenomenal job writing for him. He pretty much I feel like Greg just said, "Here, we'll do Marvel style." That's what it felt like anyway. And just let JR go crazy, and like specifically. My favorite issue of that whole series is when him and Sentry go at it. Like that is the epitome of what the medium of superhero comic books is. It's like it's just two powerhouses going going at it, and you feel it on every page. I mean that that art that's a great book. That's one of my favorite Hulk stories. To be honest, I love that. I love that series, um, and and everything. But yeah, you're right. The art is great. Now I just looked at the the inker for uh, the Dark Knight prelude which if you haven't read that neil go pick it up dude or, or i'm not sure if you have dc universe go read it like it's the art is good i think and if you like the scott snyder stuff i think you'd like this uh um this thing what i realized is that this inker is peter sedgefield i'm not familiar with the inker very well but it's not klaus jansen so right there i'm like okay so that's and i mean i love the art in that book and I'm curious if it's Klaus in the Superman book. So I'm going to look at that right now. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that the you bring a, a great point, is, and you, both of you guys have said this, the inker makes it. And if he's inking himself, I'm not sure how often he does that. But he needs a good inker. I, I, that I, I I think I definitely agree with. But there's been there's still great work. The World, the World War Hulk stuff is so good. It's so good. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and then like look at it like Avengers versus X-Men. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's Ooh. like I don't want to. I don't want to be on this ride anymore. Like, get me off. That I that I agree with. That that I can't argue with. And I don't. Like I said, I. Yeah, that there there is there have been times when you're like, what is John Romita Jr. doing? And other times where I'm like, this is so good. And it's just I want him to come back to where he he's doing great work again. And he's a great artist. He's going to. And I, Zach, you, you nailed on the head there. His kick-ass stuff, at least the first series that I remember reading, was so good. It could it, I, again. I I, I have great, to walk on eggshells. I I think this is all. Good I have news. to walk on eggshells because I don't think you can understate. I don't think you can ever understate how much JRJR has contributed to the industry, and I do genuinely wish him the best on his future work. But we, I, I do think there needs to be a, like a recognition that like. He's not what he used to be. I, I'll be honest, man. I'm going through. Uh, so it was on Superman Year One. It's a uh, inker is Danny Mickey, Mikey. I'm not sure if, I, if I'm saying that right. And I, I'm just going through the pages. This looks pretty good. Like this does not look bad at all. Like at least what I'm looking at. This is like pretty cool, actually. Um, that's that's what I think anyway. So I'm not sure if if you read the story or not. No, I've read it. It does. I mean, I, I'm just looking at the it, pages. It, 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 is circum, it. it is circumstantially good. Depend. It, it depends on the composition and the layout of the page. Yeah, I, I guess you could, I could see that. Um, I, I, dude, I'm like digging how he. This is like old, old school. Like, like it's very traditional. Maybe, family. maybe, maybe, right. maybe I'm just set in my ways and. I mean, you you you, you, have, you like what you like, right? I mean, that's what makes us all individuals. So, I mean. I just I just find it interesting because I definitely have seen art on the DC side that I've not been into, but just looking at the Superman book, I'm like, this actually is pretty good. I mean, it doesn't look terrible. 
So that's true. That's true. I might just. <laughs> I didn't have a very good experience with Romita Jr. past World War Hulk, so maybe, I, maybe like I'm reflecting that in how I'm oh. interpreting his Superman. But like his action comics is, I haven't read that, and really I've rough. Seen, yeah, I've seen parts of that too, where I've, I haven't been impressed myself, to be quite honest. I have because I have I have most of those issues, so I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, so so Venkman actually. Pulled, yeah, I watch WGBS TV live with Bailey every week. And the people in the live chat seemed to only follow DC and Superman titles, and they weren't fans of JRJR. They were all, what the, what the F is with this guy? Yeah. That, that, and look, I know full well that there's going to be guys and gals that they've, I mean, there's certain guys that have never seen John Romita Jr.'s work on Spider Man. And I, again, I feel like the tone of like this book, the book we're covering tonight, is definitely one of those books that I'm going, okay. You know, uh, and someone's gonna clown on me because I'm gonna talk about Vincentini's art positively compared to, and someone's gonna be like, but you didn't like John Romita Jr. You don't like John Romita Jr.'s current work. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute. So, <laughs> I can see Paul; he's ready to clown on me. All right, here we go. Um, all right, so we're gonna get into the ASM sixty-three review. Also, Marvel needs, Marvel needs to stop thinking they can get away with like these four ninety nine issues every ten issues because this is getting expensive. That ain't no kid. Uh, <clears throat> so, all right. So now I want to apologize to everybody because those of you that look at the artwork for the episode will clearly see that this the, that this is Bagley's interpretation of the new suit, not the existing Spidey suit. Which I don't know why that was a thing. I, I like they it. they pro- they probably wanted to hide it. Yeah. And to be honest, I thought it was cool because I thought I was just going to get the Spider-Man suit, the regular one. And when I went into the actual comic today, this morning, digitally, it showed up with that cover. I went, oh, that's cool. So I'm into it. I was into it, too. I was like, all right, cool. It's nice to see the back of the suit. Yeah. Who did the the, – is it Hennessy who did the cover? I I think think so. Yeah, you can tell it's Hennessy. I'm never going to get off the John Dell drags down Bailey train. (laughs) Speaking of anchors that dragged out legendary artists. All right. So <laughs> part one. Speaking you, of. For those that are looking at the visual aids here, it's got King's Ransom in the in the top left-hand corner. So this is the start of this King's Ransom arc. All right. So we open up at Ravencroft with Norman Osborne lamenting about the time that they went to a ball game with uh, him and Harry. And Harry doesn't respond because... He is He's in, in a box. Almost become like Clone Saga level of meme with uh, with them. But we learned something very important here that Norman thinks he uh, has control of Ravencroft, but no, the Kingpin of Crime has control over everything. Apparently, he's not seen the ninety show enough. So Kingpin is talking with somebody off panel. It turns out that that, that person is Baron Mordo. That so, was rad. Yeah, Baron Mordo is back, and he's having the conversation with Kingpin. They do reference Secret Empire. Uh, about the fact that they were at odds at one at one time, and he's like, Baron uh, uh, Mordo loves a challenge, so it's going to be an interesting supernatural fight." Was, Mo- was Mordo in uh, Hydra Cap's Cabal thing, or am I thinking of someone else? I have no idea. I'm not ready to Yeah, I have not kept up on Baron Mordo Mordo in a long time, but I like so, the character. Let us know in the comment section below about Baron Mordo. Previous worried about. All right, things. Your get- eyes and ears. <laughs> yeah. So. 
looks like things can get very ugly. We finally cut to Peter at Boomerang. They're fighting. It looks like a Grand Central Station, I think. And uh, they're, they're trying to get, you know, another fragment of the Tablet of Time. you got you got Hammerhead's Goon. This looks like it could be a fight out of the future Spider-Man PS5 game with Peter Parker. When suddenly the owl shows up. The owl's there to show up, and he starts creating mayhem and havoc. And then we cut back to what was going on at the time. Uh, so, Neil, stop leaning in your seat. I, I'm sorry. I don't do it on purpose. All right. I'm gonna, it's, the, it's the owl hammer just, war. Just, just mute yourself until you talk. All right. All right. <clears throat> so, anyway. So, we got Lincoln. L. Thompson Lincoln. Seeing Janice Lincoln macking with uh, with Robbie Robertson's son Randy. This is not ending well, and they're literally about to you know go do this thing. Tombstone decides I can't do this because they got they got history, they got beef, and then there's this gorgeous gorgeous two page spread, and I'm going to pull it up for those that are watching us on YouTube. This thing is just gorgeous, and you've got and it's great in the book. It's a basically a visual timeline of what happened with Robbie and, and a tombstone. And it's really great. One of Jerry Conway's best later creations was tombstone and this storyline with Robbie and uh, how the, how back, how far back they go. Uh, just incredible, incredible artwork here. Great double plate splash. Can, can I, can I just say, I appreciate that Spencer didn't have to like put a bunch of pan, like a bunch of dialogue boxes everywhere to ruin the flow. He just let the, he just let Vicentini tell the story visually. Yeah. Did a really great job. Well letting, said, Neil. Well said. Yes. Van, yes. Vankman. I'll get some WD 40. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Vankman. Oh, he's clowning Neil, dude. <laughs> oh, Pete Illustrated, Paul in the sport court coat, looking handsome. You were wearing that last night on the on your show. It's, it's my new, it's my new, it's my new jam. I have a story, a, a little stupid story about it. But I'll tell it later. It's, All right, oh, so, I'm gonna talk about Spider Man. So anyway, Al is taking out Boomerang, and then like Peter points out to Hammerhead, hey, he's taking out Boomerang, and so that causes Hammerhead and Al to start fighting, which is hilarious. So basically, that gives Fred the chance to go out. They uh, he flees. There's okay. I, I'm going to acknowledge something because, like, especially in a lot of these panels, you're seeing uh, doves flying around. I don't know if that's supposed to be doves or if that's supposed to be devil birds or if that's supposed to be. I don't know what those are. So I think those are supposed to be pigeons. pigeons. I, I I recently yes we we are aware of the conversation that happened in a Discord about the birds. I am fairly certain these are just pigeons. So. Jonah shows up. He's been there the whole time. Peter's taking selfies with with some chicks, which I'm sure is going to make MJ happy later. Uh, you know, Jonah's like, like he's like, smile, Spidey, and he's like, I do. They can't see me smile. So uh, we kind of get a little bit of a, a backstory. We got Nora Winters kind of being involved, and there's been some public awareness. The memes have also been gold. Kingpin's approval ratings are going down, which is always a good thing. And uh, apparently, there's going to be an AMA at 7 p.m. Eastern, where Spidey does does that. <laughs> Jonah's like, "I bet you Robbie Robertson hates it." But there's something that Robbie Robertson hates more, and that is when his when his son starts dating his former Arch nemesis, R slash R slash ask Spidey anything. So this is where half the issue, and that's where the cover comes from, where we're starting to have the two sides uh, talk and. Okay, some deep cuts made by 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 Robbie here. 
specifically about, he's like, hey, you look upset. And he's like, upset. Randy, I was upset the first three times you got arrested for protesting. Protesting. Yeah. That was a great callback. Yeah. Callback to, uh, I'm the pointing. 70s. It's, uh, it's actually on my, my door. Don't judge me. I still have move my- the camera. Yeah, it's on my door. Uh, but I have the crisis on campus issue. That is where one of the times we saw Randy get arrested. Uh, he was like, I was upset when you decided to pass on getting a law degree so you could do, go to social work. I was upset because I was worried for you, but I was also very proud, always proud. I told myself, hey, that's what you get for raising a kid with such a big heart. Somebody really wants to do some good in the world. But boy, was I wrong. And bam, pulls out the picture like of them two back. Oh, that was rough, dude, when Robbie did that. I was like, man, Robbie's kind of being. But you know what? You can understand how why he'd be so upset. And if you see Robbie this upset, you know he's pissed. <laughs> like Robbie's not the type that gets very no exactly yeah so it's a big deal that he's and I believe that he's you understand why is this mad yeah so like of all the people in the world you know he's talking about look this is a, a criminal that we're investigating we're trying to take her down she's a full-blown supervillain and then he brings up Lincoln the apple oh, doesn't fall from the tree and you're like oh just dripping of hatred so you know made his made, he's made Robbie's life a living hell for 20 years you know, but you know, Randy justifiably so says, "Look, they're their own people, and they're they're going back and forth." Needless to say, this conversation does not end well. Basically, <laughs> but it's not. It's a lot much. It's much more tame than what was going on uh, uptown because friggin' Tombstone uh, <laughs> is just pissed. He's throwing things. He's blowing stuff up. Freaking Janice is having to like. That's what, that's what yeah. to say. Janice isn't really much better. <laughs> I know. I love Janice. Is like I was, you know, I should or incinerate you or whatever. I thought it was holy. I, I love Janice. I, I could have had these things sent to vaporize. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Like Nick Spencer. I mean, obviously he knows how to write the, the, her because he wrote her well, extremely well in the the, the uh, Superior Foes. But man, and like, Ant Man. Here you are, You really do feel sorry for her here. I I I I do I do kind of wish they had brought up her no one will know my greatest secret that i'm really a nice person yeah yeah exactly yeah well and, and that's the thing though too that was that was an ant-man correct that was in superior foes i think i know no, that's an ant-man it's an, it's an ant-man because that's why because she does that helping scott i remember i'm almost positive it is i could be wrong but no I, this to me i love her character because she's she's a tad bit sociopath, but not quite complete sociopath. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's, she knows what she's doing, but she also has no feelings because her dad's tombstone and she grew up in a very, you know, insane criminal world. But I, I just love how just she's a little bit off her rocker, but not completely off. It's, it's a great character. It makes you kind of fall in love with, uh, anti-hero you can kind of understand why she'd be appealing to rob you know to you know i've got oh my god i always forget his name um randy randy, randy. i always call him robbie jr uh randy <laughs> like uh it's true though but no you can see why randy would, be, would kind of fall for to be honest at least in my opinion so i but yeah. i do i do like that like when when janice is tearing up and fighting to so she's like well every time you say something bad about him that makes him hotter <laughs> Yeah, but like yeah, you realize, exactly. you realize yeah. what you're doing is making this worse. Like uh, anyway, yeah. so so Peter, Peter and Rod, Randy finally sit down and they and they finally have the conversation. At this point, Peter kind of says, 
almost lets the cat out of the bag. Well, Spider-Man told me that uh, you guys are dating, and he's like, Spider-Man knows? And then my favorite, one of my, there's two favorite lines. The one with Janice saying, hey, Siri, play Papa Don't Preach. Yeah. That <laughs> made me laugh, which I hope that doesn't set my, my iPhone off. Um, but her I saying press, that. Just to press the button? No, you can set the Hey Siri feature on. Ugh. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know that. Um, but anyway, so we get this back and forth between the the syndicate and Peter, and they're kind of going back and forth. I'm like, how did you, you know, to even meet? And so we finally learn the origin stories of their first encounter. You see, uh, it all started the night that she tried to kill Boomerang. I, so I was I was reading I was I was reading this with Zach when before before the show, and I burst out laughing when I saw that. So she she she's literally like she walks in, she's got the gunner in, she's snuck in through the window, and he's like, "Hey," and she's like, "Hey," <laughs> where's the shoulder touch? You know, and, and so then they get you know even super villainesses think it's adorable. So like, that's the most romantic thing that one of them's ever heard. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and like, Peter's like, dude, that's messed up. Do you really want my advice? Like, and Scorpio finally is like, dude, you got to break up with this guy. Cause he's going to like, guys are always gonna be like that. And Randy's like, I, she's technically a criminal, but she's not. I mean, the line between what's legal and what's not, is getting grayer every day and blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> I, thought was interesting. I thought that was interesting to be honest. I mean, she's, I mean, but Scorpia is like, look, it's not going to work. He's going to be always trying to change you. And he's and like, and even at a point, he's like, maybe I can help her change. And so it's like, uh, you know, it, it literally, they're, they're going back and forth. They both come up with the same thing. Peter and, and, and the syndicate was like, oh, you got to talk. Well, apparently they had some great talking. Yeah. <laughs> some great talking. There's, there's something about. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I went. That that that's good on you, Randy. Oh, but then it was kind of also like based Randy. So, <laughs> needless to say, because then it's uh, like oh, I'm gonna make you a good guy. Yeah, Randy's like, oh, you know, he's like, well, you know, maybe if I were help you reform, and then she's like, what? <laughs> and then they're going, they're they're having this argument. Meanwhile, uh, crime master. Who I thought was dead, but I it's forgot. A, it's, a fran- it's a hobgoblin franchise, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I, is that is that uh, Bennett uh, Bennett Brantho? No, I remember it's it's he- it's not Bennett because I remember a while back they made a new Crime Master. It's one of the hobgoblin franchises. Oh, okay. So, um, all right. So, <laughs> Crime Masters, you know, goons are starting to get there. Meanwhile, at like some, you know, storage facility. Peter and, and uh, Peter and Fred are like they've got one piece to go. They've got it taped up against the wall. Everything's good. They're calling it a night, but they're they're finally going to fill Randy in on what's going on. Well, then Madame Mask shows up and freaking Janice fangirls straight up fangirls. Uh, you know, like t- starts talking a mile a minute, and like at one point, freaking Madame Mask kicks her in the face, and, and I was like, Listen. that was great. Yeah. So we then get. Uh, Peter's got a spider sense going off. Fred is like, there's a story to tell. And Adam mask is there. Fred's there. <laughs> I love Fred. He's like, this is not what it looks like. <laughs> like freaking out. Peter's trying to jump away, but then like 
Crybaster's goons are starting to, you know, you know, start to fire stuff, and then we get the final, final three-quarter page splat or half-page splash of boom. It's literally that's how the issue ends. Like a giant explosion. A giant explosion. There you go. That's how the issue ends. And then, of course, in my head. That's how the issue ends in my head. Every time that there's a to be continued. So, um, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the issue. The issue 64 will be on sale in two weeks on the 21st, which is one of our next episodes here of C of CSC of Spidey to experience. All right, back to the issue at hand. I'm going to go with Paul. Paul, what's your thoughts? What's your grade? Well, I'm going to say this issue is a solid, I'd say B plus. Um, And I say B plus only because I I really enjoyed it. It just wasn't, um, oh my God, it's amazing. It was a really enjoyable issue. I think that's a good thing. I I don't, it's not a begrudgment at all to the, to material. I I thought the story was good. I thought the, um, I love all the addition of the characters. We got less Spider-Man. I think that's why I gave it a lesser grade. It's just because it had less Spidey in the actual comic book in action which again, you, you don't, I don't need them for every, you know, five seconds, but um, I'm going to give it a, you know, or I, I said, I gave it a B, a B plus. So I'd give it a B plus. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is a solid book. Um, I, I, I mean, I love, I mean, I love what Nick Spencer's doing. It was cool to see Spider-Man in, in action a little bit um, again. That's not just the same, you know, just kind of, you know, the same kind of or different, different artists doing the suit and just kind of see it in action a little bit. That was nice. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting about it was, um, it looked a little bit more, more robotic, if you will. Um, which I thought was interesting. Um, I, I definitely liked, uh, uh Gleason's interpretation of the costume so far, cause it seems like it's less robotic, if that makes any sense. Um, but, but either way, I thought the art in here was pretty good. I, I, I know he's done Spider-Man, Spider-Man before, but I forgot which, which run part of the run he did. Do you guys remember? It was, the, it was, it was the last remains, uh, side series. That's right. Our issues. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. We, I remember talking and saying, I like this guy's art. So yes, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I think this artist is great. And I think that, um, I think they're only going to get better if we keep putting them on the book. So to me, Let's keep him on Spider-Man and get him, get him growing, get him used to doing the character. Cause I think this is great, solid work here. Uh, it could be potentially great. So I like it. Um, again, the new suit's a little, again, I don't love the, the completely love the interpretation of the suit, but regardless, I, I still like the suit. And I also love, again, the, that Spencer's planting the seeds of, morally is doing what he's doing the same thing as what he was doing as a photographer for the daily bugle. I already love that. The fact that it's like, is it really, he's, he's struggling with that idea. And let's be real. I like the idea that the fact that Spider-Man is struggling with that, he's trying to grasp, is it right and wrong? Because this is what we do as everyday people about things, big decisions we have to do. So um, I love that. I think it's great. So I'm, yeah, give it a solid B plus. I wish Spider-Man was a little bit in it more, but besides that great book, recommend it. Neil. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. It's sorry. your turn. What's your grade? Um, I'm going to give it a B, B plus. Um, sorry. I didn't really, I didn't notice that you messaged me. Um, yeah. 
I, I think my biggest problem was that Peter just wasn't in it that much. It was mainly a Randy Janice focused issue, which we were promised. So I can't really fault them for giving them for giving us what we were promised. But you know, it kind of felt like Peter was kind of put to the side a bit and played the role of like you know supportive best friend. And that's never really a bad thing, but you know, it's the way the chips fell. Um, the comedy was great this issue. Uh, Randy, Randy, and Janice being in the spotlight gave a lot of really good uh, dramatic opportunities that I thought I called this stuff like how long ago back during ASM eleven when it first came out. So I'm really glad to see. Yeah, that. You, you definitely, you definitely have been one of those one of those people that have been on this whole this whole Janice Randy train um, since it was first even implied. Yeah, I, look, I, I do like the fact that there's a lot of compulsion between the two characters. And I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on it, but like all over your review, but um, that's fine. I, I do like the fact that there is this compulsive nature of these two characters. Randy is such an idealist, like his dad, but it's like with a bit of naivete rather than there's a lot of naivete because he didn't go through the things his dad went through. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, and, pl- and, pl- and plus he kind of sees everything as like a project to work on, I guess, because yeah. like, you know, he, he's a social worker. So, you know, he, helping people in need is his thing. So he I mean, that's part was... of the reason he reached out to Peter again was because he feels sorry for Peter. And <laughs> yeah, this is man. This, this is a really good start to the arc. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I I really enjoyed how that goes. So, so I'll, I'll let Neil. I'll let you finish, and then then I'll get more to mine. Um, not really a whole much to say outside of that. Um, like I said, I do think Peter could have been in it a bit more, other than just being the best friend. Um, yeah, Federico Vicentini. I'm glad he's on the permanent art roster. I know people who are like, oh, I don't want Vicentini here, but I think he's I think he's great. Word. I, I loved him on Falcon Winter Soldier, and I really want to see more of him. So I, I can see why some people don't like him. His art is a very acquired taste, but I'm all for it. It's like a better. It's like a better Ramos. I don't. Would you really say it's an acquired taste? Because I don't think it's that acquired. It's not like uh, you know what's his name, Pacha- uh, Chris Pachalo, or not Pachalo. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. like that's an acquired taste. You know, I mean, listen, I. It's funny. I read the first issue of that Falcon Winter Soldier book series that you're referencing, and mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't into it there. But I think it's been good here. So it's, I think it depends on the characters he's using. He's not. I wouldn't use him for like a gritty. Uh, not saying that Falcon spy Winter thriller. Soldier. Yeah, spry, spy, uh, yeah, spy thriller. This is embracing the superhero aspect, you know, completely here, and, and he's been pretty darn strong here. Hang on, is anyone else hearing feedback? Yeah. I'm not sure what happened there. Zach, is that you? That was me. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. This is great. I, I'm glad he's I honestly, I would not be shocked if he ended up, like you said, like becoming you know a more more popular artist with Spider-Man because I think it fits his his niche a little bit more. Yeah, now that he's got a active profile because he's on ASM now. Yeah. And I think I'm not sure if he's solicited to come back in the next couple of arcs or not, but I hope he does. Like no, I know, I, we've, I know, I know. We've got Gleason. Bet so I, right now we've got four artists on the main lineup. We've got Bagley. We've got Gleason, Vincentini, and Ferreira. I'm not happy with Ferreira. 
I'm not sure if I would say I would take JRJ or over Ferreira, but I could give or take that one. I honestly wish it was just Gleason, Vicentini, and Bagley though. I miss yeah. when art. I miss when art. I miss when books only had only needed to have like one or two artists. But I get yeah. that the that the work culture around comic book creation has changed, so that's not really feasible as yeah. as it was back in the seventies and eighties. Well, I well, mean, yeah, that, that's I, a whole. I also think that that this job, this particular series, is so demanding with with the amount of issues because you're not doing twelve issues a year; you're doing twenty four. Yeah. Uh, and re- and recently we've been doing like three or three or four issues a month. Yeah. Well, you get you get guys and gals that. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Blast Remains. We had solid twelve issues. I mean, it was weekly. I mean, at the end of the year last year, so that's you know, which caught it up for the most part. But I mean, look, this was the this was going to be you know, if if issue sixty was the end of of. The third era, the second era. I'm really glad that we're finally getting this addressed. Like this, this was this was been tinkering in the background, tinkering in the background, tinkering in the background for a while, and so now we're we're addressing this particular storyline. I really am enjoying it. I hate that we're having to get a one shot to finish the story, which kind of annoys me. Um, but overall, I think the. Uh, uh, I liked the artwork. My grade, I'm going to give this an A minus. I, I think it was really, really solid. Really great character work. Uh, I think Randy, you know, reacts really well. But I also think Robbie really it shines in this issue. He's the most important thing. I do get a little irritated with Jonah because Jonah is so wrapped up in his own BS. And that's not necessarily out of character for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But my issue with it is with with Robbie. Okay, this is this is Jonah unfiltered, unstopped, and without someone to call him out. Nora enables him. There is no accountability with Jonah, like there is would be with uh, if Robbie was still working with Jonah, because like before. The only person that can check Jonah is Robbie. And now that that's no longer been the case and it's been a while, it's it it's going to be really interesting to see at the end of this arc when you got Jonah you know up here being bombastic, being the guy that he's been going Jonah, stop. You know, this is this you're we're trying to do things the right way and everything you're doing is the wrong way. And when inevitably when this blows up and when the chameleon aspect of this story hits it's gonna be really really fascinating to see where they go from here i i'll be i'll be honest man i'm not really super excited about the chameleon he's never been a character i've really been into i, I i'm i i give spencer all the all he i give him all the reasons and all the chances to prove me wrong and show me that the chameleon can be a compelling interesting character I think it's possible. I don't know if it's going to happen for me anyway. I, I just cannot get into the character. So, He's never appealed to me. So the reason I'm holding out on this is because I love the way he wrote him in Superior Foes when he was screwing around with Fred. That I for, I see, I forgot he was part of that. But yes, you're right. You're right, he was. Now, granted, it's not going to be a comedic aspect because, you know, this is Amazing Spider-Man, not, you know, 
yeah. SNL with Spider-Man characters. And he wants revenge because of Craven. Yeah. So there's that component to it. And then uh, I guess that also ties into the foreigner stuff, which is important. Uh, foreigner slash Silver Sable because of the yeah Kharkov, yeah. the Kharkov stuff. I'm surprised they didn't send, they didn't put that in like Doctor Doom. Well, they did, but then it got undone. But um, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's it, it, it's it's. I think the character is is it's hard not to not make him just one dimensional. To, in my opinion, and it, it's the shapeshifter stories. You have to be, you have to have a real, real good story because they've been done, and it, it's it's a very tired, tired trope. And you know, for me, it just it just never really appealed. It just never really did it. I, I just think that it, it just, there's not a lot to do with the character. Now, I give Spencer all, I, he, you know, any chance because the guy is a great writer and I think he could do something probably with him because he, he's a great writer, but I'm not expecting a lot. And the, the fact that it's supposed to be this huge event, it makes me a little bit nervous. That's the that's, This is probably the one time of Spencer's run that I'm like, oh, no. we'll see. But I, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath, but I'm not counting against it because it's Nick Spencer. I think he's a great writer, so we'll see. So, so here's here's a kind of question I haven't seen really thought into. What do you guys make of Peter, Randy, and Fred's uh, apartment being blown up by the superhuman cabal thing? Because I, that that I think is gonna end. That's gonna end the roommate stuff. Mm. And I think Peter's gonna move in with MJ. I, I was just going to say that. Yeah, you're right. Nick. I mm. was just going to say that. Well, I mean, look, that's a, that's a great prediction, and we'll be able to go back and listen to this whenever. Um, and I'll probably be proven wrong. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll no, see. No, I, I think what I think it won't happen immediately, Neil. But you're on. But I think this is the precursor to getting them together to you know undoing one more day and things like that. Like when that eventually happens this is a precursor of them going in that direction. Like, Oh, it works out perfect. We can just be together and you know, it's all going to work out. Like I wouldn't be surprised that they were living together like for a place to stay. He needed, you know, the crash and they find out, Oh, wait a minute. We were married this whole time. And let's just, you know, we're already there. So that's what I think. No, I, I think that's, that's a, that's a very reasonable, thing i'm look i'm in for this ride i'm I, i've been waiting and ready for this this king's ransom thing to come to a head i think it's going to affect the mayoral aspect of kingpin so i think it'll there'll be a lot of reverberation do you think, do you think kingpin's going to go away as may as mayor yes because we have to we have to remember that this is still an ongoing thing in zadarsky's daredevil so whoever I I, I I do think that those two those two, they are talking with each other because of they course, are they have to yeah yeah, I, I, I think that there's Zdarsky. I'm not saying Daredevil is part of the Spider-Man group, but Zdarsky is close enough with like low that the street level, and the street level writers that yeah. they probably they probably brainstorm what's going on. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. I don't. Here's the thing with with Kingpin, you can easily make him not the mayor, and he's still going to be impactful in Daredevil because even what they're set up there is that. Yeah, it, it's important to an, to an extent that he's the mayor, but he's not – even Zdarsky's run itself is, is putting Kingpin in a line to where, like, it, it, you, it wouldn't shock me if like he would totally deviate from that and, could, and still continue what he wanted to do. 
That's oh, I, I, I don't disagree. I'm just thinking like which writer is going to have the balls to do it first. It's it's going to be Spencer because to me if it affects Spider Man more as Wilson. At least from the what again I read both both comics like we all do probably. I'm not sure if Zach's reading Daredevil or not, but uh, I started picking it up recently with the last interaction that they had and that they finally. Um, of course, he didn't reveal his identity like he should have, but they are, here he knows it. But no, hold on. I, I, I don't think Daredevil should know his identity, though, even if he doesn't. Because because he never knew it before. Wait, does it? No, yeah, hold, 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 hold on. Okay, I'm going to take you back. Zach, Mr. Clone Saga, do you remember what happens? But hold on a second. Wait, I, I think I'm wrong. I'm yeah, you are. Because he found out. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I'm he wrong. found out in the Senator arc. Because he got around Peter and then he got around uh, Spider Man and realized that the heartbeat rhythm was the exact same. Because okay, that's right. Superhuman. Okay, I, t- I take it back because I remember when he's talking to Ninja Daredevil, he says, you know, I, he does say to him like, "I was Peter. Not a, we we shared our secrets not as a Spider Man, but as Peter Parker and Matt Murdock." And he goes, "Great job revealing your identity, even though I'm not Matt Murdock." That, that so, that's because he was trying to convince everybody. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's because I. I for, yeah, I, you forgot I, you forgot the dark the daredevil aspect of it but yeah, yeah no yeah 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 cuz like he's sitting there in that in that cuz he's like how do you how do you kill yeah how do you Wait, kill I just, a man I just, yeah. I just checked yeah. I I just checked uh as far as I can tell it hasn't been he hasn't found it out since one more day yeah i didn't think so i I, I don't know why i kind of just assumed that because peter revealed his identity to the rest of the new avengers the that daredevil right. would know what that was right before he joined. Remember did he, they had really, did he even really join though? No, I'm talking about the post the post uh, Dark Reign era. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After oh, yeah. Dark Reign, Daredevil didn't join because they're so like midway him. through the through the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, so, did he really join though? I, I don't even look at that as he joined. He like, he showed up for like five issues and then bolted. He had a team up with Squirrel Girl and left. Sort of Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. Listen, do I I, I, <laughs> I can see Paul like really uncomfortable when I said that. <laughs> the two people that should know outside of like Peter's immediate circle is Johnny and the Fantastic Four by proxy. But Johnny but, but, but Johnny didn't know he was Peter Parker forever. Yeah, but it, to me it makes the most sense. The uh, way that they are now as opposed to before. Like see, I, in yeah. the 80s, I could say I could or you could make the argument there's no reason for them to know. But after the nineties and then after they started to really, truly gain the mutual respect. And I think that after especially everything that happened and him joining the FF, like Peter's the unofficial fifth member. Like Slot and Hickman Hickman kind of irrevocably changed Peter's relationship with. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Hickman definitely did. Yes. I think it was very – that is one of the changes that I'm glad has stayed because there's been a lot of changes, including stuff that came out today. Venom spoilers. Um, Immortal I Hulk? Read it. No. I need to read Immortal Hulk. I'm two issues behind. Wait, did, did, did a new FF issue come out today? No. <laughs> I'm talking about Venom spoilers. Oh, oh yeah, that <laughs> don't, don't, oh. don't tell don't don't tell the audience but tell me afterwards. I have no, I'm not Yeah, I'll let, I'll let you know afterwards. But the, but the, 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 real, the, the real king in black was the friends we made along the way. 
Uh, basically, the only thing I'll say is a, a bot dead character is not dead anymore. But I'm related. And I, know who, I, know, I know who Zach is talking about. We'll talk about it after the show. We'll talk about it definitely after the show. I don't want to give it. A, I don't want to give it away. But but yeah, um, we. I, I'm going to try to get Symbio Bro on one of these days, and we're just going to do King of Black and from start to finish. And, and me and him can argue about uh, the uh, the um, the uh, Spider Man Symbiote comics that we were arguing about on the, back on the old uh, Discord. Do you remember that, Neil? God. I remember. I remember. Yeah. I'll 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 take him on. <laughs> Bring it on, bro. Come on, bring it on. Let's do it. We can do it. The Gregland good. Gregland is that was good art, dude. Dude, his dark his black knight is so good. You cannot tell me it does not look good. Listen, but okay, Paul. There is such a there is such a thing as liking something too much, and Gregland is one of them. Okay, hold on, hold on. You can say whatever you want about Greg Land. I, don't, I know he's got controversies, and I'm not going to defend any of those controversies. As an isolated thing, you look at that Black Knight, his Black Knight from the latest series, and you're going to tell me it's not good? Yes. You're going to tell me. Are you serious? Yes. yes. All right. Like, composition, it is good. I, the problem is, is that he he is a very good artist. Okay? His, uh, his artwork, aesthetically, is very pleasing. The problem yes. is, is that he tends to do far more it's not his own work and you can tell that he's trying to recreate like it, instead of using those as models and, and forming his own style it's like this hype crutch what is he using for black knight tell me and captain marvel in that series too and rocket I could, raccoon i could Ooh. i could probably find you a xander corvus porn find it, no, on, no, and i mean not, like, not like, be a like, like, when it comes to females Come on, dude. I, I know, I know, the, I know the porn star thing. I get it, but his yeah, Black like, Knight, his Rocket Raccoon, his Kang. You tell me. You show okay. me where he's ripping that off from. No, he's like Rocket Raccoon. Again, again, I, I, I say that Greg Land's art aesthetically is pleasing, and I feel like that, the, like things like Rocket Raccoon is starting to stretch him out more as a as a artist. However. And again, it's aesthetically pleasing. My problem is, is that there's far too many instances where I'm sitting there flipping through a book and I'm going, oh God, that looks just like somebody's face. That it looks like almost as if he traced it. And it's not intentional. It's right. just, unfortunately, we've been, we've his been past performance is indicative of, his, of, of, of what's going on in the present. So looking at what he's, especially what he's done in the past, I'm going, okay, you know, I, I, I want to, he, look, he can, Fundamentally, he can draw better than I ever can. Okay, cool. but, but better than a lot of people out there, to be honest. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he's great in terms of of art. He can create some gorgeous art. My problem is, is that when he's doing things outside of when he's doing human people, it's it feels stilted and it feels uninspired. What it feels like when he's doing things that are in costume. Hmm. I really think it's a dynamic aspect. Some of the best, I, I felt like there was some good uh, artwork he did during the Hunted arc when he did those uh, a few of those covers. There was a couple of those covers that I liked. There was a couple of covers I was like, the black, the black, cat. The, bla the black cat one was rough. The Gibbon one I think was actually pretty good. Again, no, one, I would agree with that, one hundred percent. Again, I think he's growing. He's grown a lot as an artist. It's just, it's the aesthetic that I, I, I it takes me out of the story. 
it, it's so funny when people like, you know, get, get all hung up on with art and, and comics and things like that with, you know, you know, and you can, you can totally rip off someone, you know, like, like Bob Kane, right? Like Bob Kane took Michelangelo and like, you know, took the cover of Batman, the detective, the detective comics, whatever that was and aped it. And no one said anything for years until like 50 years later. Right. So, I mean, for me, it, if you, if you're, if you're totally ripping it off and not giving it credit and you're in a, whatever but if you're basing someone like again mike diodato great example uh tommy lee jones was his norman osborne for thunder does anyone remember when, right? does anyone remember when he traced the lego does anyone remember when he traced the lego snow speeder in new in avengers diodato yeah there was okay if you look if you look closely when when uh sunspot's giant carrier appears over the helicarriers oh, you can you can tell that like you, if you look closely he traced parts from a Lego snowspeeder instruction manual. <laughs> it's look, my, like, uh, I will send you pictures real quick. Again, I, I don't need pictures. I love, are my favorites. I care a lot. Great. I love his art. I really like his nineties work. Dude, his dude, is amazing. I don't okay. give a crap, but, but there was moments in, in his JMS run where it did take me out because I wasn't looking at Peter Parker interpreted by Mike Diodato. I was looking at Jason Priestley as Peter Parker, interpreted by Mike Diodato. What's well, funny, because, because see, I like... Tyler of Mary Jane, interpreted by Mike Diodato. It's so, so weird, because I, I didn't mind... I don't mind that stuff. Like It's like La Roca, right? Everyone's like, no, La Roca! I mean, they're, now, granted, La Roca had some weird stuff happen in Star Wars. Some weirds. Okay, I did not real, know what was going real, on. Real, real quick, Paul... Someone caught him stealing someone's work off of DeviantArt and forgot to remove, and he forgot to remove the watermark. Listen, I I understand. Like, I'm not sure the whole concept of that story. All I know is from like from Iron Man comic books that he did the Iron Man run he did with Fraction. Yeah, it was good. good. It's good. Like it, it's there's I don't know how he, he's stealing from DeviantArt. I don't know what he's doing from there. Like from that series, I'm just going back from what I know. I don't joke about this shit. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! You thought I was jossing with you. I didn't think you were joking. I don't think you would do that on purpose. Okay. Oh. So, so all things being considered, because we're getting off way off on a tangent. This is what you. It's what you come here for. You come for the arguments. Come for the. Come for the. Come for the reviews. Stay for the tangents. I know. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> uh, I do want to point out what Vigman said. Also, Peter figured out that Matt Dur Murdoch was Daredevil back in the sixties, and that is true. Um, thank so, you, Vigman. Thank you, Vigman. Thank you. Continuity cop over here, Vickman. Um, where's my gift? Where's my gift, Compared talking about what we're seeing here, I I loved the art this issue. I that two-page splash is just chef's kiss good. I, I forgot about when Robbie stabbed Tombstone with a pitchfork, dude. I totally <laughs> forgot about I totally but, forgot about that. I'm hoping that all of this will be collected on Marvel Unlimited soon. Oh, it's good. Uh, well, a lot of it is though. Like that tombstone stuff's on there. Yeah, and I think it's a, a lot of that Conway, that Conway Web run. I think is the definitive run of Web of Spider Man, and that's really unfair to if Web of Spider Man. You call it that <laughs> because Web of Spider Man was the first issue is is iconic, one of the best opening issues of any comic ever made. Um, the obviously the Craven's Last Hunt issues are great, but. That that is the the hopeless diamond of Spider-Man comics at the time because and, and even like 
during the period where they were like making like there was the distinctive like feels of these books. Uh, they were good. It wasn't great to me. It, it achieved greatness whenever it was profoundly interacting with spectacular because you had Conway doing it. Uh, obviously, art art wise, you had Alex Savick, great artist, fantastic artist. He really had that stamp on that book. Uh, criminally underrated. I think he's you know uh, when he was doing the stuff on the on the, the newspaper strip, it was just great. Um, Blood Rose, baby. Blood Rose. Blood Rose is What's stupid. That? It's really no, cool. I love not it. Stupid. It's, it's absurd. Not it's stupid. Absurd. <laughs> not stupid. Two hobgoblins fighting with Blood Rose and a rose. No, Zach, you are wrong, sir. You are wrong. That's probably okay. that's probably Mackie at his most fun because it really is theater. It's like, so ridiculous. Like, I love it. I love it. Like Alec, but Alex Savick, I mean, ASM 100, the, the, they, that, for a costume that's only ever appeared one time. Once. <laughs> um, it's iconic. I am so ready for the Marvel legend. I can't, I, yes, and I, I, I have Is it coming um, out? Yeah. It well, it's rumored. It's rumored. It hasn't been. It has not been confirmed. I got a feeling, and we'll definitely be talking about this next episode. Uh, but they did announce Webman from Spidey Super Stories, and I prob I did. I pre I have a problem. I pre-ordered him. I I want to get that. I do want to get that. Like, like that's that like pretty much anything right now on the on the on the retro card. I'm buying. Like. I Sarah's like, why don't you buy more MCU figures? And I said, there's a reason I don't buy any more MCU figures. Like, I will buy the Spider-Man ones, and that's it. And she's like, I why? I don't, I don't like the MCU like figures, to be honest. Uh, they're hit and miss because some of them are really good. Some of them yeah. are really really good. Uh, I think that Scarlet Witch is pretty good. Uh, the problem is, is a lot with the MCU figures because they're doing concept art. Uh, usually is what they're basing the figures off of because they have to, you know, it's so early in the production process. Um, so, oh, yeah, bro, have not decided making Richard Fisk and making Richard Fisk Alfredo. Yeah, the, the whole that whole that, that the... name of the rose was not bad because that was written by uh, uh, Mackie. We need more rose. That's what it comes down to. We need the blood rose to return. We need the blood rose, Zach. Wait, wait listen. I, I I am all for them bringing back Richard Fisk. Okay. No, you don't need to bring back the rose. Well, I mean, they did bring back the rose in the 90s, and it was John Conover. Or bring Jacob him back again. I, I don't. I, that was such a weird twist. That didn't make no damn sense. I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. I, I'm just saying. Let's, we need more rose in Spider-Man's life. If we if we can get if we can get what's his name um oh my god uh crime master come back why in the hell we can't get I, big man we have big I'm man got crime master where's the rose I am down for I am down for somebody breaking out the mask and, and like kingpin breaking out the mask and throwing it to some flunky and be like hey here's here's the rose so oh Paul if you'd like that Spider Man graphic novel hardcover you need to say the magic word oh please. Please, can I see the storage facility, Doctor Bankman? If you're a GB fan, you gotta you gotta give me some props on that one, man. I, I'm a well, GB well fan. Listen, I loved that that clip that they released today of like the the mini Stay Puft Marshmallow so Man. Good. 
was fantastic. I was like, dude, I am I am for it. I will go watch that in the theaters. I will support Sony's endeavor because they're finally this, this is yeah. this is the apology for and I didn't hate the the 2016 Ghostbusters, but Man, my we problem really was off the tangent. We are really on a tangent. Am I the one who thought that that Ghostbuster trailer was, or that Ghostbusters clip was a little corporate in like how many products it shoved into the? Yeah, but I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you, I mean, I don't fault it Turner. either. It's corporate. It's a, it's a Sony film. Sony will do what Sony will do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I'm, also. I'm, I'm honestly surprised they had restraint to not put a Sony Vio on the screen. Well, <laughs> hey, it's coming. I can hardly see it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're like sinking in your chair. He's about to fall asleep. All right, let me give the health update. <clears throat> so, all right, I for those that don't know what's going on, um, so last sun, not this past Sunday, Easter Sunday, but this this but Psalms Palm Sunday, I literally recorded the episode with Kelly for that week on Make My Mayday. I literally. <clears throat> Was watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, and so I, I gave him an update. It's on it's on the Facebook page, and I I I uh, you know um, let me pull up the post and I'll quote it. And I was like, I said hello all. I almost didn't want to write this, but I feel like I promised you things. I said thinks, but it's meant to be things that these past couple of recordings I may not be able to deliver. So up front, I'm sorry. After I got done recording the latest Make My Mayday, I was enjoying the evening with soon to be Mrs. Spidey Dude. Watching the latest Disney Plus Marvel series, Falcon Winter Soldier. Upon finishing, we continued watching other films, but I started feeling pain in my chest. I was laying down, had shortness of breath. After calling fam- family to get their input, I went to the ER. Things were borderline, but they were still very uneasy. So I had to get poked and prodded, and they checked my blood pressure. Uh, my blood pressure was incredibly high, 174 over 132. Yikes. Um, so how I didn't have a stroke, we still don't know. Um been resting the past few days, but it's a finally highly concerning moment. So my commitment to everybody is this. I'm going to try to get all the audio out this month, all the backlog of the audios of the shows, and we'll do our best to produce content until uh, I get a gr- grasp of the problem. I don't know how consistent we can be. So uh, I feel it. Uh, so I've finally saw a cardiologist because it was going to be like tomorrow that I was going to see the cardiologist and or today, maybe today. No, tomorrow was when I was scheduled to see the cardiologist originally. Uh, I called them. I was like, look, my my uh, lower number of my blood pressure hasn't gone down below 120. I need to see somebody like sooner. So luckily they had a cancellation. They got me in. They've got me on some blood pressure meds. I'm feeling better. Uh, right now I'm fighting a cold. For those that are watching me on, on YouTube and I was muted and I'm hacking and coughing trying to use the cough button to ensure that nobody hears that on the recording. But I, I am fighting that. I'm fighting that in allergies. So uh, we've had a big cold front move through, and it's just been absolutely brutal. Um, pollen counts also made everything awful. So between seasonal allergies and my, and my blood pressure, it's been pretty pretty uh, irritating. Um, I go back in a couple of weeks. So by the time we do our next episode, I'll have gone back to the doctor. Hopefully they'll give me some more. Good news. Um, and uh, the next time we record also, this is a happy thing. I will be officially, officially, officially married to Sarah. So uh, yeah, April 15th, we're going to do the small wedding. Then the, the big one that uh, Neil's going to be at because <laughs> he's being forced to be there. I vol- He got voluntold to be a... Uh, <laughs> I'm driving away as fast as I can. 
Listen, if if I, if we can if we can if we can pull off the bachelor party, that's going to be the best bachelor party weekend ever. Just saying. So, um, and if, Paul, you'll appreciate it if it's going to involve a Cowboys game. So, even though you're a Seahawks fan, like, yeah, hey, I, I, I like Dak Prescott. We almost hit your corner. You, you, look, I was I was campaigning to trade Prescott to, to Seattle, and we'll take we'll take nah, Russell. To be, I'll, to be I'll, fair, I'll Prescott came in clutch after uh, the snapping. Oh, oh no! Uh, Zach yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, he 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 really did. Uh, he he did he did a lot of good things in the Dallas area. And Houston area I do. I, I I like Dak. I like Dak. I don't like. He's a, he's a really look. I my my only issues with him are on the field. Uh, at times and some of his decision making, but other than that, like person as a human being, yeah, class act A plus, the type of guy you want to lead a football team. So, uh, but all all that being said, I am feeling better. Obviously, I'm here. Um, so the barring anything unforeseen, I haven't had any. I've had a little bit of like chest pain on and off, um, but I haven't had it to the point where I needed to take nitroglycerin. Um, because that was, that was the point where I was, uh, two weeks ago. I, they gave me two deals of like three doses of nitro. And normally if you're not having heart problems, if you take nitroglycerin, it gives you these awful splitting, cut your, cut your skull in half headache. Uh, and it, it, it take my pain, took my pain away. And so, um, they're trying to avoid giving me a heart cath. Uh, because I am 33 freaking years old. If I was 43, I could understand it because that's when my dad first had his problems. But I don't smoke, and I don't, uh, other than occasional drink, I don't drink like a fish. And so, uh, but my family history is uh, the cornucopia of heart problems. So that is, uh, but my commitment is this month we will be catching up audio-wise on this show. Uh, And by the time you listen to this, it, may be completely irrelevant but uh, i'm feeling better uh thank you for the thoughts thank you for the good vibes thank you for the prayers that you guys sent our way my way uh, gabby's way it's been a weird couple of weeks i've had to be very like I, I have to be very careful how active i am because i start getting really lightheaded so i have to kind of manage my my own self and try not to do too much uh but We'll get this all thing figured out. Uh, I've had a lot of people reach out. So <laughs> Matt says, congratulations, Zach. You're getting my hair hair back. No, I decided to start growing it back. Uh, Sarah doesn't like it too much. Hi, Sarah. She's in the background. Oh, good God. I don't even want to know what a bachelor party with me would look like. No, uh, honestly, it's going to be. It's gonna, That's going to be epic. I'm a civilized person. I just do this as a character bit. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a good guy. Neil's a great guy. I, I did I did kind of announce it that we were next time I recorded I was gonna be married. So Sarah's Sarah, Sarah's in the background like what is wrong with you? We're we're doing the big wedding next year. It's it's April fifteenth of twenty twenty two is our big wedding. This is just going this is just going to the courthouse and getting <laughs> Uh, going to a church, yeah, and, and and we've already went to the courthouse and got going the going to the chapel. So <laughs> no, the 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 big wedding will be next year, uh, where we get to have the big party. This one's just uh, you know real small, the lens of that one. Uh, so 
well, kind of small. <laughs> I, I invited my entire church, which is half my family, and then it became much bigger than we were anticipating. So anyway, um, but no, we're really excited. I'm really excited about the future. Uh, we're about to start work. Uh, we've started work on pre-production. A few episodes have already been recorded. Uh, and we are working on ASM Classics. So I do want to make an announcement for the... I posted this on the Facebook chat. I'll announce the spec finale Facebook... Or finale release at the end of the episode. So, Monday, April 19th. That is when we're going to be releasing the new episode of... Uh, of Spectacular Radio. And I'm going to show everybody for the first time. I don't think anybody's seen... Cry. I'm not gonna cry. We got it, it. Was a very emotional. It was a good. It's a good episode. It's it's our longest episode. It's about three hours long. It's it, but we we talk about the overall the series. We talk about the, the hashtag campaign. You get to hear the rest of the guys uh, kind of comment on it. Uh, there's a lot of tangents about AT and T uh, or HBO Max. <laughs> so oh boy, to, yeah. Um, because it was right when the Snyder Cut came out when we recorded it. Uh, so you'll get to hear me talk about that a little bit. There's a lot of tangents that, that are there. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, goodness gracious. I kind of want to do a, a Bogan Rider Variety Hour solely dedicated to the Snyder Cut. We'll do it. I always need people to talk about it with. You, you, listen, I... I Neil! <laughs> what the heck, dude? I don't know what to people about. I'm going to talk about it with. I just need more than one. I just need more than one person to bounce. Here, I will put it in the group chat. Who wants to do a Snyder Cut book around a variety hour? Don't even talk to me. You're like, don't even invite me. I invite you on my show. I just said, if you want to be in, if you want to be in it, you can be in it. Yeah. Right. No, I'm, I'm like a vampire. You gotta invite me in, man. You gotta invite me. So I, I'm going to debut the cover to the final episode of. Spectacular Spider-Man. So let me share my screen right quick. So here it is. Final curtain cover. I need to do... So that is the epic finale to the definitive series, Spectacular Radio. Final curtain, episode 52. Uh, That is the final final cover. And so it's it's very bittersweet. Um... You get to have me, and uh, when is the, this is the prologue wedding? Yes, that is my pro. That's the yeah. So that is the that is the announcement. Uh, we uh, we definitely are excited about this. I, I I'm, I'm I, I've talked about how excited I was about finally getting this this thing together, and and uh, Greg, you know, finished editing it this last weekend, and so. But we wanted to give a couple weeks to kind of promote it and talk about it. So, yeah, Spectacular Radio, April 19th. Um, I'm going to do it at noon uh, or 1 p.m. Eastern is when it's going to it's going to drop. Uh, that is when it will come out. So I'm super, super excited. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to everybody listening to it and looking forward to getting all the hate mail about uh, the hashtag because I know that's going to probably happen. <laughs> So, hopefully, uh, uh, I hope people like it. We I had a good time recording it. Uh, basically, the classic lineup of CSC. Uh, so me, myself, 
uh, Greg, Gerard, Don, and Josh all get together and we're talking about the series. Um, and so it's a, it's a fun time. Definitely, definitely uh, check it out. Worth your while. Uh, so check that out on Tuesday or Monday, April nineteenth at uh, one p.m. Eastern. So hey, did you say next time we record? Next time, record Spidey. So next time I record Spidey Dude because our next episode on the channel next is going to be Make My Mayday episode uh, next episode is Spider-Girl 22 through 27 7pm Eastern here on the channel and then also uh, that's on this Friday then this upcoming Tuesday we're recording the Dark Devil episode where I get to go full on into the wackiness of Dark Devil's origin story don't please pray don't roll your eyes at me or for So yeah, definitely check that out. So if you're a fan of my stuff with CSC, that's going to be probably the most CSC like episode of make my mayday because dark devil's story is wacky. It's just wacky. So, all right, guys, I'm going to go around the horn. Uh, comic binge YouTube page. Be sure to check it out. This man. Yes. Tell people where you can. Sorry. You can find me on YouTube, uh, the Comic Binge uh, pod, or, no, podcast, the Comic, the comic Binge. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. Um, thank, you, thank you to everyone who's already followed me on the uh, on, on the Comic Binge. I really do appreciate it again. And uh, also make sure you follow this channel because we're almost at 100 uh, followers for or subscribers. So then he gets th- this guy can change the subscriber or the subscriber, the <laughs> URL name. So yes. Please Go follow the ch- and not only that, hit the like button so we can get in that sweet, sweet, sweet algorithm. Yes, get us in Smash there, man. Like yeah. the, don't forget the notification bell. Like I, I have it, I have it scrolling across the screen for those that are our audio yeah. listeners. But I have it. Like, yeah, and I hate so. begging for this stuff. By the way, hit I hate me, it. Hit me, hit me, reach me with that hand. Reach I me with it. that. Reach me with that. You cannot. Hi, I'm Neil Bogan Rider. Variety yes. hour. Saturdays on twitch.tv slash quillsniv. At, at eight o'clock at eight o'clock central time. <sighs> 8 p.m. Central time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Check out the Bogan Rider Variety Hour on Saturdays. Things happen there. Uh, yeah. you can see me on Twitter at Quillsniv. Um, and then on YouTube, you've got YouTube, uh, which is just Quillsniv. Um, I'm retired vice president Dick Cheney signing off. All right, so that is that is Neil. All right, of course, me. That leads me to the finale. Yeah, the it's dancing time. It's time oh, to dance, everybody. All right, I'm gonna blow myself up. All right, ah! go. so if you would like go. this, be sure to give us a review. Leave us five stars on your favorite podcasting app. Once again, big thank you to our subscribe Patreon subscribers, Vinkman and Scott. Thank you again. That's patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Always go to pay- also go to spidey-dude.com slash events. Every time we're doing a live stream, it's going to be on the calendar. That's where you're going to be able to find it very easily because sometimes the uh, Facebook doesn't let me put these live streams up until like a week out. So uh, also be sure to hit that like button subscribe button the notification bell so that way you get notified when we're going live it usually will tell us about 30 minutes before so let us know how what you think again you can always leave us a 
a voicemail at the voicemail line, 818-925-6631, or an email at SpideyDudeRadioNetwork at gmail.com. Thanks again for watching. Those that are listening to us, thanks again for listening to the Spidey Dude Experience. We'll see you next time when we're covering the next issue, issue 64 of Amazing Spider-Man, a.k.a. issue 865. Thanks again for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network.